Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, January 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Illinois is thought of as a reliably blue state, but once you look outside Chicago and the suburbs, it's mostly a sea of red, creating deep divisions. You have people in red areas who are never seeing blue voters. It just further pushes the two sides away from each other and gives them less and less common ground. We will examine Illinois' polarizing political climate in just a few minutes. The economic impact of agriculture on Missouri increased by 6% over the past five years. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the sector is now responsible for more than $93 billion in annual output. The Missouri Department of Agriculture released its economic contribution study for 2021, and compared to the last report in 2016, the total value of the ag industry in the state rose to nearly $94 billion a year. Department spokeswoman Christy Miller says that reflects more than the traditional ag of cows, plows, and sows. Agriculture touches so many things. When you think about the, in St. Louis, the plant science corridor and the people in food science and the people in production agriculture, it just runs the gamut of, of folks who are touched by agriculture and who are working in the agriculture sector. The report shows Missouri production is in the top 10 of states in 14 different areas and in the top five in hay, beef cows, rice, and goats. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All. St. Louis Public Radio. Recreational marijuana sales in Illinois hit nearly $1.4 billion last year. That's double the amount in 2020 when cannabis sales became legal in the state. The 2021 numbers are despite a delay in awarding 185 new dispensary licenses through a state lottery program due to ongoing litigation. Jonah Rapino is with New Era Cannabis, which has six dispensaries throughout Illinois. He is not surprised by the rise in cannabis sales. I think people within the cannabis industry understand that really the majority of people enjoy using cannabis and are looking for safer uh, and better opportunities to get those products. Rapino says New Era recorded a 26% year-over-year increase in its revenue at three locations that were open in 2020. St. Clair County is closing its main office building to the public starting today because of a spike in COVID-19 cases. County Board Chairman Mark Kern says individual offices will continue to operate with some employees working remotely. All essential courthouse services will continue. The county is not saying how long the building in Belleville will be off limits to the public. The governing body of American Chess is moving its headquarters from Tennessee to the St. Louis area. The U.S. Chess Federation will relocate this year to a yet-to-be-determined location in St. Louis. Vice President Randy Bauer says there are several factors behind the move. It's a large metropolitan area. It's got central location, good airport, good business community, and it has a thriving chess community. And that's sort of the characteristic that helped it rise above some of the other places that we looked at. The Federation also considered Nashville, Atlanta, Chicago, and Dallas. Financier Rex Sinkfield helped establish the St. Louis Chess Club and World Chess Hall of Fame in the Central West End. Bauer says Sinkfield did not have a key role in the relocation, adding the decision was made, quote, without any financial inducement from any locations. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating a deadly plane crash Saturday night in St. Charles County. 
Two people were killed when the small plane went down shortly after takeoff from an airport in Chesterfield. The chief medical examiner in St. Charles County says it could take several days to identify the people who died in the crash. Illinois is a Democratic state, arguably one of the bluest in the country. But if you look outside Chicago and the Collar Counties, you see mostly a sea of red. That deepening polarity promises to shape this year's race for Illinois governor in what could be a big Republican year nationally. Reporter Dave McKinney has more. If you listen to John Spencer, it doesn't sound like he's joking when he says he keeps his party affiliation mostly to himself. Why? Sometimes you might get hit. I try not to say too much to anybody anymore. Spencer is the Democratic chairman in Clay County, a mostly rural, white, and conservative Republican enclave 240 miles south of Chicago. He works at Walmart now because a construction business he once ran went under. I couldn't buy a job now if I wanted one in the line of construction because nobody wants a Democrat on their property. Starting in 1998, Democratic losses downstate escalated over 20 years. The number of Illinois counties voting Democratic in gubernatorial elections declined each cycle. Spencer himself tried running for the Illinois House in 2020 but got clobbered. He said voters didn't like his focus on infrastructure, schools, jobs, or broadband internet. All they wanted to hear about, he said, were gun rights and abortion restrictions. That's all given rise to pro-gun, anti-abortion Republicans like State Senator Darren Bailey from Xenia. He's one of four Republican candidates who has announced they're running for governor next year. And he has his own theory about why Democrats aren't winning many downstate counties in governor's elections. I uh, boil a lot of it down to, to moral integrity. As a legislator, Bailey signed on to an effort to kick Chicago out of Illinois and have it become its own state. The measure went nowhere. Bailey has since backed away from the concept now that he's running to challenge Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker. If Bailey gets out of a primary to win in November, he's going to have to find some votes in Chicago's suburbs and in the city he once wanted to jettison. Bailey's political ideology is rooted in his religious beliefs, and he quotes the Old Testament in making the case he's the right man for governor. Proverbs 28.2 says when there is moral rot in a nation, its government topples easily, but by the knowledge of believers brings stability. Journalist Lou Jacobson has studied the trend nationally of Republicans winning more counties than Democrats and wrote about it in the nationally respected political newsletter Sabato's Crystal Ball. He says in Illinois, Republicans like Bailey face long political odds so long as densely populated Chicago and the collar counties remain blue. There aren't enough votes downstate to offset that Democratic advantage. But as geographic divisions harden in Illinois, Jacobson says polarization worsens. It's not great for our political debate. And Jacobson says that's unhealthy in a democracy. You have people in red areas who are never seeing blue voters. It just further pushes the two sides away from each other and gives them less and less common ground. Now, there's been one exception to this trend. In 2018, Pritzker, the Democratic incumbent, won on a historic turnout in Cook County and a near sweep of the collar counties. But he also clawed back some of the lost political turf downstate, and Pritzker's campaign says he wants to hold on to that in 2022. Since declaring for re-election, Pritzker has visited the region almost two dozen times, including a recent stop in far downstate Williamson County. A reporter there pressed him on his seeming lack of support in that part of the state. Well, let me start with, I think I'm more favored than you think I am. The last Democratic gubernatorial nominee really to do well downstate was former Congressman Glenn Pouchard of Marion. 
He narrowly lost the 1998 election. One of the 43 counties Bouchard carried was Clay County, home to Bailey and to Democrat John Spencer. Spencer wouldn't give Pichard good odds at carrying the county these days. But now if Glenn was to run for dog catcher against a cat, the cat would get 90% of the vote. And that's the story of two Illinois, the one that's blue in the city and suburbs and that elected Pritzker three years ago, and the other that's deeply red and growing redder, searching for a shot at political relevance in 2022. This is Dave McKinney. Dave is a reporter with public radio station WBEZ in Chicago. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.